Hello, beautiful humans. Happy Tuesday or whatever day of the week it is you are listening to this podcast. I'm currently sat in my car. It is June 6th, and I'm not going to lie. This past week, I have been feeling very uninspired. I haven't been feeling very creative, and I just feel like I've been in a rut, and what I do when I'm in a rut is I take a break. I feel like the moments of silence, like no social media, no plans, a day free are the days that I can get re-inspired and allow my like creative thinking to process. Um, but yeah, that, that is what's going on right now. And I think it's a combination of things, maybe being a little burnt out, maybe the pressure that is coming up because I'm moving soon. I'm moving to Florida at the end of July. So that's a huge thing. I'm moving away from my family and I've never lived away from home really because in my 22 years of life, I literally have been home. I commuted to school and I'm just getting really nervous, but I think it'll be okay. And it makes me feel better that I have created this little community and corner of the internet where I have such supportive people. And a lot of you are in Florida. So I'm thinking like, a Florida meetup at some point. Um, But yeah, that is just what's been on my mind. I also launched my online coaching app, which has been such a dream. This past week, I've just worked on setting up all my clients and getting to know them and establishing a relationship and all that good stuff. But today's episode is going to be a fun one. It's going to be 22 things I've learned in 22 years of life. I turned 22 on May 9th and I should have probably done this episode that week, but that's okay. We don't, no need to dwell on the past. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to go through 22 things, life lessons that I've learned. Some will be very deep. Some will be a little surface level, but we'll get into it. Before that, I did want to do the two favorites of the week. I like to do those in the beginning now because sometimes at the end, I just forget about it. I don't think I've ever missed one episode, but I like, I just want to do it in the beginning. You guys let me know what setup you like, but let's get into it. Okay, my two favorites this week are kind of cute. The first one is the Sunbum 3-in-1. This is for your hair. It's like a detangler, moisturizer, and also a heat protectant. This stuff has made my natural hair so nice, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but during the summer, that's like my time to have no heat on my hair, just let the natural waves and frizziness flow, because I'll be in the ocean, in the pools, and I just don't feel like there's a need to put so much heat in my hair and take more care of it. Um, And I also just got balayage again and some baby highlights, so I'm really trying to keep my hair moisturized because bleaching your hair just makes it so dry and brittle. But that's my first favorite of the week. And then my second favorite, this is kind of random, but oat milk. The plant oat milk, I think it's called Plantly or something like that. That's the brand. It's so good. Guys, I've been an almond milk girl for so many years, but I think I'm going to fully transition to oat milk. It is just creamier and richer. I'm literally sat at the beach right now drinking um, a coffee with oat milk, and it's just so much better. I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. Do you hear that? Oh, it's so good. I love a good coffee. It can put you in a good mood. So those are my two favorites this week. Let me know what your favorite is. You can DM me. And yeah, this week's going to be a solo episode if I didn't say that. It's just me and you and we're talking 22 things I've learned in my life. So let's get into the first one. Okay, the first lesson that I've learned is 
One that might be a little contradictory to some people, but have you guys ever heard the saying that if you do what you're passionate about or if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life? I feel like there's a honeymoon stage to this and it's like when you first start, maybe the first year or two, it's just you're super excited. So you just work, 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 work. But my perspective of this is sorry, there's a helicopter. I hope you can't hear it. But my perspective is that when you're doing what you're passionate about and what you love, you work harder than you ever will in your life. It's not that it's not work. It's you're going to work so damn hard. Like I work probably, I think I work from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. I'm constantly thinking of different ideas to offer people, different form tips, different things I could post, different meal ideas, different recipes, um, like different ways to creatively output my content and ways to help my clients and different tips and mentality things. Like my brain is nonstop working. Again, it's nice because I love it, but it's a give or take because at the same time, it's like when you do what you love and what you're passionate about, you're constantly working. And sometimes it's hard to create that cutoff space, that break time. And I feel like this, these past few months, I've been really good at, um, giving myself boundaries when it comes to that because I don't want to hit that burnout place. So for example, when I felt that burnout coming last week, I took Saturday, Sunday off of social media and that was helpful and allowed me to be a little bit more creative this week. Um, But I'm recognizing the lead up to the burnout prior to it happening. Whereas before, like a few years ago, I would just burn out immediately and then I'd have be like in a funk and it would take a month to get through it. But if I can pre-prepare for that burnout, then I think I'm better off. So that's number one. It's that if you do your passion, if you do what you love, you're going to work really damn hard, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And number two is kind of a cute one. It is okay. So this is like a more of a relationship one. So if he wanted to, he would, or if he, she, whoever you like, they would. So I was talking to my friend about this. I was telling her like, okay, these are my 22 things. I want to get your opinion. And she was like, okay, I need to ask you something about number two. And I was like, what? And she said, have you ever wanted to, but you didn't? Okay. So this is kind of like, I should have explained this first. So when you're talking to someone and you want them to reach out to you, or maybe they're being more distant or you want them to ask you on a date, blah, blah, blah. My mentality for for a long time was if he wanted to, he would. So if he's not asking me out, if he's not um, putting in that effort, then he doesn't want me. So then whatever, screw him. And like, I'm just very black and white. It's like, okay, if you're not putting in the effort, then I don't want you. But when my friend told me this and flipped it and was like, but do you want to when you don't? I was like, "Mm, touche. So um, this kind of correlates to number here. We're going to connect to. So number hold on. Number 14 is tell them you like them because there's a 50% chance that they will and life is too short. So basically number two and number 14 are very similar in the fact that you, life is too short, you can initiate whatever you want to initiate. And if they don't reciprocate, then that's your answer. So I'd rather like put myself out there and maybe just be a little bit more vulnerable to have a quicker answer than sit around waiting of what if like oh is he gonna text me is he not gonna text me is he gonna snapchat me back blah blah blah. all this stuff like I'm just at the point where I don't care (laughs) enough to wait and play games it's like if I 
see a potential with someone or if I want to explore a potential with someone, I'm going to be straight up and be like, hey, can we go on a date? Or like, can we get to know each other? Or can we go for a ride, get some ice cream, something like that, and just initiate it. Like, I don't care. I used to be so like, oh, the boy has to make the first move, all this stuff, but they don't. You can, and life is too short to just sit around and wait. So that is number two and 14. Sorry, we're kind of skipping around a little bit. And then number three is a little less deep. It is wear sunscreen, guys, and don't go into the tanning beds. When I was in high school, I used to do the Edge Fitness tanning beds. I would literally go to the gym just to go into the tanning booth, and I regret it so much. Basically, what made me stop was I got, I never even told the stories before, but I used to have a few birthmarks on my face. And basically, I don't know if it was from the tanning, but they started growing and the doctors were getting a little bit concerned about them. So we ended up taking them off and I like had to get stitches and had like the mole removals. But I don't, I think if that happened, I would probably still use them. But skin cancer is a real thing and I don't want that so I'm going to be protecting my skin wearing a hat wearing sunscreen all the things because I would rather put on like bronzer or makeup or like a clean um self tanner than you know be leather in 20 years so that is number three and number four is all things heal with time. So when I was writing this down, I was really thinking about my grandma and you guys know that she passed away. Hold on, coffee break. She passed away this past February. And I think that was definitely the hardest thing that's ever happened to me because my grandma was my whole entire world. Like she lived with me for 22 years. My grandma was my second mom and it was really hard and in the moment I didn't see light like when it happened I was like my I'm just gonna be sad forever and weeks and weeks would go by and I definitely like prayed a lot listened to worship music talked it out with my therapist and my family um and with time I'm coming to terms with she lived a beautiful long life and she's in heaven now And she's probably with her parents, with her best friends that also passed away. And she's having fun and she's looking down on me and she's always in my heart. And it took time for me to process this and realize that because in the moment, my head, like when it first happened, my head wasn't like, oh, she's in heaven, she's happy. It was, oh my gosh, what am I going to do without her? And then slowly, as time went on, I was able to process that and kind of change my perspective because we can't control what the world throws at us. All we can control is how we react and the perspective we give it. So with time, I was able to turn that around into a positive. Obviously, I miss her every single day, but it's just my perception of the fact that she passed away is different because it's not that she's gone. It's that she's still here, just in a different way, in a different light. So I know that one was kind of deep, but that also correlates if you're going through a breakup, if you lost your job, anything like that. It happened for a reason. It, in the moment, you're going to be sad. For probably two weeks, I was very sad, depressed, didn't want to talk to anyone. Like I was just shutting everyone out. Normal. It is so normal. Give yourself grace. Give yourself that time. But after like a week, two weeks, start switching that perspective around. Start talking to a few people. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to go through those steps, but don't let it 
uh, go on for too long until you start changing that perspective. So that is number four. And then number five is that I like to keep my circle small. Most people know this. It's funny because I did the like Instagram uh, assumptions about me and both. No, I think I did it like three times. And at least for four people responded on each of them. You don't have a lot of friends. And I was like, you guys are right. Hold on. Coffee break. I hope you guys are drinking a coffee with me and take a break when I take a break. And I was like, you guys are not wrong. But it I don't know. It, it sounds, it almost, when I first read, was reading it, was in, not insulting, but like in a mean way. But then again, I changed my perspective on it. And I was like, yeah, I keep my circle small because my friends are golden to me. I need to take care of them and cherish them. And if there's too many, it's like, I'm only one person. I won't be able to do that. So three to five friends, that's perfect for me. I have three to five people in my life. No, I definitely have more than that outside of my family. You guys know I'm very family oriented, but three to five people outside of my family that I can pick up the phone and call and be like, I need you to help me with XYZ or like, anything and I know that they will help me that's what I need and I don't need a big group of friends I've always been like that in high school in college I never was one to like have a huge friend group and I was honestly always okay with that because I think it's because my parents always told me that it's better to keep like family first was always in my house like your family is the are the people that will always be there for you and then secondly keep your circle small because you want to be able to cherish those friendships and that's just the lesson that I've carried on with me for a long time um sometimes I would get FOMO in high school because I'd see like these big groups of girls and guys like going to parties and stuff like that but I was kind of just friendly with everyone so it was kind of like I don't know if I was like a friendship group hopper but I was just friends with everyone and I like those deep friendships were small so three to five deep friendships and then kind of like you know school friends or cheerleading friends stuff like that um which is good to be friendly with everyone but my real circle is tiny and I think that's good okay next is fitness and health is a curved slope I think this is huge because wow I've like been on a journey guys and you've been here for most of it but it's like there's months that I'm killing it I feel amazing I feel awesome and then there's months that I feel gross and bloated and my nutrition's off and it's like this and that and like life is just not okay like doesn't feel okay and then there's times where like life is amazing but like my body's not like where I want it to be and then there's times when like my body's amazing but life and social life isn't where it wants to be like it's just such a curved slope and I just I'm learning to enjoy the ride and enjoying that um, the wave of fitness and health. Like I can try new things. I can, I can try different fitness classes. This past weekend I did like Pilates and yoga just to try something different because I was getting a little bit bored of my routine and that's okay. It's okay to try stuff that's new. It's okay to have moments in time where you're maybe five, 10 pounds heavier, five, 10 pounds lighter. Like it's okay to be flexible because we weren't put on this earth to just be one size the whole entire time one to be like perfectly equilibrium with yourself the whole entire time like okay life is perfect this is perfect this is perfect like when everything's perfect that's so boring it's fun when you have ups and downs and you have like a really thrilling time where you're not caring as much about what you're eating and stuff for example the month of may 
I was not on point with my fitness. I probably went to the gym like three times per week. I was intuitively eating, kind of drinking a lot because it was like my last month of senior year. Um, We did like all-nighters for the seniors and my sleep was all messed up. I didn't hit my steps someday, but I went like 20,000 steps the other day. It was just all over the place and that's okay because wow, the memories that I made, I will tell my children about those days. Like I will tell my children about the night before senior year like my graduation for Fairfield U we stayed up all night and watched the sunrise together as a senior class and we just sat on the beach and like we had like so much candy and we were just all happy singing dancing and it was just such a fun moment and I'm going to tell my kids about that I'm not going to tell my kids like oh I missed my 10,000 steps that Saturday no I'm not going to say that I'm going to tell them about the fun memory so that is number six I believe let's see what number we're on I'm trying to follow my notes so I like stay in order okay number seven is when I first started my health and fitness journey I was very into like here is like a gym snack or a protein snack protein cookie protein bar protein powder like guys I was having at least three protein something products a day whether it's like cookies donut like shake anything like that and I think it really messed up my gut because obviously yeah yeah they're high protein but they're not real food like it's just very processed these packaged foods I was maintaining my diet on like whatever's low calorie and quick so it was all like packaged additive things and I think I kind of messed up my gut on that and That was something that I had to learn and I just want to tell you guys now so then you can learn from my mistakes that it's really important to base your diet. My diet was based on those packaged foods. So now my diet's based on those whole foods and then when I want to have like a packaged like protein cookie or protein shake, I'll have it but it's not my diet's not based around it like it's just that 20% so 80% whole nutrient dense foods and then that 20% can be like packaged foods or ice cream or something like that so I can like still live a happy not restrictive lifestyle but my um, majority of my fuel that's coming in me is from like actual one ingredient foods so like a banana chicken sweet potato like all of those the one ingredient is the actual food itself so number seven is just watching out for your gut health and not um not overusing those packaged products and basing your whole entire diet around them The next thing that I learned, so this is going to be number eight, is to document your journey even in the beginning. This is something I kind of regret. I kind of, you know what? I hate saying I have regrets because I want to live a life that I don't regret anything that I do because it's what brought me to where I am today. However, I do kind of tiny bit regret not taking more pictures and photos and documenting and journaling in the beginning of my journey because it would be really cool to look back and reflect on how far I've come. I mean, it's nice because I will have those memories in my head forever, but I do wish that I took those initial photos um, that I would be able to like look back on because at the time I was just uncomfortable in my body and the way I felt and the way I looked so I didn't want to take photos because I didn't want to like see that and have it discourage me but I think that's the most encouragement ever is taking those initial progress pictures and then keeping up with it each week like if you're if you have a um, very set fitness goal that you want to reach like lose x amount of weight or gain x amount of muscle 
Those are the times when you should take those pictures because each week you can see the incremental change. You don't have to weigh yourself every day. You don't have to take pictures every day. You don't have to take body measurements every day. Just maybe every Sunday before you eat, drink, anything, fasted state, like, you know, go to the bathroom, do your thing. Take some pictures in your favorite bikini and then you can look at them each week and see how far you've come because sometimes the scale weight doesn't really portray how much progress we've made. So that's definitely number eight is to document your journeys, even the hard parts, because you'll be able to reflect on those and look back and see how far you've come and be so proud of yourself for everything that you've accomplished. Okay, number nine is something I definitely learned the hard way. It's okay to say no. I am a major people pleaser, pleaser, like a serial people pleaser. I just do not like upsetting people or saying no or letting them down. So I tend to say yes to a little bit more than I can, or no, what is the saying? I bite off a little more than I can chew and I'm getting a lot better at this. Like before I even give someone an answer, if they ask me to babysit or if they ask me to help them with this or if they ask me to be on their podcast or ask me to help them like set up their online coaching or I don't know, anything. Like I've gotten many requests and I'm honestly very flattered that people like would want my help and seek me out. However, instead of just saying yes right there in the moment, I say or I'll say something like, here's my phone number, let me reach, or what's your phone number, let me reach back out to you, I need to take a peek at my calendar, or can you give me by the end of the week and I can let you know because I need to double check on my workload, or I have a lot going on right now, but I'd love to like help you out in the future, um, here's my phone number, and maybe reach back out in a few weeks or a few months, like not completely this like saying no (laughs) see maybe this is also people pleasing now that i'm saying out loud maybe you can just say no i don't know i just want to keep the relationship good with that person that's asking me something and allow them to think or to know that in the future i would be more than happy to help them but maybe just right now at this very moment i'm kind of um booked up so that's something that i definitely had to learn that it's okay to say no and sometimes it's a good thing because you don't want to be overworked because when you're overworked you don't put your best effort out there okay going along with this I wrote it's so this is number 10 it's okay to not respond immediately I used to be the type of person that was in constant like response mode and reactive state so like someone would text me and I'd drop what I'm doing and I'd answer the text someone would call me I'd drop what I'm doing I'm answering the phone call like someone dms me a question drop what I'm doing do this whatever so Something that I've learned from Mr. Ed Milet, I'm not sure if you guys listen to his podcast, is I, okay, I need to figure out how to do this for text, but, like, my new voicemail is gonna be, like, hi, you've reached Julie, I will get back to you at this, um, this time. So it's kind of like, I'm gonna allocate times to respond to people. Like, I will answer my text messages maybe, like, 4 to 4 30 p.m. every single day so if you text me outside of that a lot of time I probably won't get back to you but obviously if it's an emergency I will answer same thing with phone calls maybe the voicemail will be like thanks for giving me a call I will respond to you at 4 30 to 5 today um or something around that means and kind of like allocate time to it because geez people will hit you up at any hour of the day sometimes I get like text messages or phone calls that like 11 o'clock at night and i'm like oh my gosh i'm in rem sleep people well good thing i keep my phone on do not disturb but maybe it's my um 
business mind that is trickling into my personal life as well but I just think it's very important to like secure your bubble and don't let people like poke at your bubble when you're in work mode like I need a protective layer in my bubble and that will be the do not disturb and then those like automatic text messages or voicemails that will tell them like I will get back to you just not at this moment and um it's just important to create that boundary from the beginning. Like maybe for me, I've had some friendships in the past where it's like in need of constant attention to kind of like, I don't know how to put this, like high maintenance friendships. I feel like you guys understand what I'm talking about. It's like the people that need to constantly hang out, constantly text you, constantly like make plans, this and that. I am like the most low maintenance friend ever. I could go a month without well, I'll do, like, weekly check-ins, but a month without, like, actually hanging out with a friend, and we can still be best friends, you know what I mean, and we will hang out, like, nothing happened, nothing like that, but then other people, it's, like, more high-maintenance friendships, if you don't hang out within, like, two to three days, it's, like, oh my god, she hates me, she, like, doesn't want to be my friend anymore, I'm not like that, so if I don't text you right away, that doesn't mean that we're not friends, it just means that I have a lot going on right now, and I want to give you my attention when I am best fit for that, and maybe that's, like, on the weekend, or something like that um but yeah it's okay to not respond immediately and I guess number so that's like 10a and then maybe 10b is like create low maintenance friendships not ones that you like have to constantly be catering to like I've just been in some friendships where it's like almost like a relationship and I'm like oh it should not be this hard I don't know things that I'm learning still still learning still trying to figure it out but I just do not have to respond immediately no one has to respond immediately okay and number 11 is going to be don't make decisions alone i think it's really important to seek out people that you trust and get their opinions on things and kind of talk it out and you know debate a little go back and forth especially if this is a major like life-changing decision like moving or having a child or getting into a relationship getting out of relationship something like that it's good to pick people's brains you ultimately make the decisions right so you are the one making decision in the end but it's good to pick the brains of people that you trust and you're not going to just anyone for their opinion because we know that there's some people out there that's going to give you an opinion that's not going to benefit you but it may benefit them so you need to be strategic about the people that you ask for um, help with and making those decisions, but I think it's important to not make those um, changing, life-changing decisions by yourself and to do it with people that you love and trust. And then at the end, you can, you know, weigh out the pros and cons and then make it yourself. And then you could feel better about the decision because you know that you kind of struck at it through all angles. Okay, so that's number 11. And number 12 is always have more than one income stream. And I learned this from the book Rich Dad Poor Dads. I read it probably three years ago and that was like the one thing I took away from it. It was about like investment and like creating your own wealth and all that kind of stuff but I just always knew that in order to be successful you should definitely have more than one income stream because what if like for me for example what if social media poofed one day like I need to have a backup and that's like my online coaching my job at Gartner that I'm starting in August all these kind of things so having more than one income stream and just diversifying your portfolio I guess is important and you can do like so many little YouTube searches about this that's what I did like how to invest how to um you know make more than one income stream in 
only 24 hours in a day like my income streams right now are kind of all over the place it's like collaborations with brands online coaching um like affiliate links the amazon storefront gartner i'm gonna have a salary and i have like a lot of money in um stocks as well and like bitcoin digital currency um what's the other one that i have oh ethereum yeah so just like learning about that i'm trying to learn about the about nfts and i definitely want to buy a few but yeah that is on my to-do list and number 13 is similar invest invest your money because if you keep your money in a savings account the value is going down but if you invest it and even if it's in just like safe stocks your money is constantly or not constantly but it's going to rise over time i put some money into a um into four stocks like i diversified it into four different like safe stocks um about four years ago and it has tripled and i have not touched it so definitely do that it's never too late invest 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 and number 14 we already went through remember 14 was with number two tell them you like them because there's a 50 percent chance they might like you too and life is too short Number 15 is to eat more plants. Um, I tried to be vegan probably like two years ago and I liked it, but I did miss eggs and fish and tuna and salmon and chicken and that kind of stuff. But I definitely eat a primarily more plant focused diet and then I'll just like have like maybe one to two servings of a pl- uh, animal based protein throughout the day. But I do try to like really focus on getting a wide variety of different plants, vegetables, fruits um, throughout the day. And I also just like to buy plants, especially from Trader Joe's. Guys, I bought this like lavender flower that's growing in my kitchen right now and it's super cute and it smells good. So 15 is eat more plants and 16 is to take care of your earth because, because this is our home and we want to keep it clean and make it just as amazing as it was for us, for our grandchildren and generations to come after it. So ways that you can actually implement this is obviously make sure you're recycling, try to limit your plastic use. Um, Something cool actually in a restaurant that I went to is they use like pasta as the straw and I thought that was really cute. Um, Another thing is when I go on my long walk sometimes, you can bring a bag and you can maybe wear a glove and just, you know, pick up some things from the floor, like trash that people may have left or something like that, just to help clean and do your part. Um, But yeah, take care of your earth. And another thing is like kind of steering away from fast fashion. This is something that I'm trying to do, like going to more or well, one is like selling my clothes and make and giving away my clothes to like cousins and stuff and not just like throwing out clothes. And then another thing is like shopping at like Goodwill or places that do like reusable clothes. Um, and I know there's a brand, it's Grace Beverly's brand and it's called Tala. And basically it's just a sustainable fitness clothing brand. I need to try some of their clothes, but I've been looking into like more sustainable active wear um, and stuff like that. So that is number 16. And number 17 is going to be absolutisms should be avoided. So let me explain this. So again, few years ago I decided that I wanted to be vegan and I was like okay I never am going to eat animals 
again. And that was an absolutism that I probably should not have said because now I'm not vegan. And I think it's important because we're allowed to change our mind. Like, I never will say, like, oh, I'm completely giving up dairy, or I am never running, or I never do core, or just something silly like that, or uh, literally anything. It can apply to anything. Like, just saying never, or, like, I am this way, and I won't ever be that way. I try not to do that, because I know that, like, life is a marathon, not a sprint, and I should be able to be flexible with all that kind of stuff. I don't want to like miss out on experiences based on rigid like rules that I basically imposed upon myself. Like I will always have more plant-based tendencies, but I am like increasingly less absolutely opposed to anything. Okay? Number 18 is walking is the most underrated form of exercise. I started going on long walks after COVID started, so 2020, and that is a habit that has just stuck in the long run, and I'm so happy that it has because it's definitely transformed my body, my mindset. It's almost like a meditation for me. Like when I go for a walk, I'll either do it in silence and like put my phone away or I'll listen to a podcast, and it's just a really nice 45 minute to an hour part of my day that I can just chill. Another thing is I love to like go on walks with friends or family because that's also a good catch up time, and then if I can't physically be there with them sometimes I'll even like give an old friend a call or give aunt Susie a call or cousin Carla whatever um and just catch up with them and it's just a nice like passive multitasking thing that you could do and it's just so good for your body to have movement throughout the day as well the next thing that I've learned in 22 years is number 19 and it is Heartache is a good sign that the heart still works. If I'm susceptible to heartache, it's a good sign that I'm still vulnerable. So it's a good thing. I've been through two breakups now. And every single time I thought I literally was not going to go on. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. It's like a breakup almost feels like a death because that person's not in your life anymore. And again, going back to all things heal with time these things we are supposed to go through we're humans and it's normal and it's natural and it's important to not repeat mistakes and learn from it but at the same time allow yourself that time to be vulnerable and heal so heartache is a good sign that the heart still works and 20 is if you're not failing you're not trying enough guys I have tried so many things in my life from all different sports to different workout classes. I literally changed my major five times because I wanted to try different classes and I thought I wanted to pursue different routes. And obviously some of them were failures because I'm on the path that I am now and that is normal. And it is, so this is, that's number 20 and then number 20 and 21 kind of correlate. It's just as important to figure out what you don't want as it is to figure out what you do want. So that's why I tried so many different things. And obviously I failed at them because I didn't want to do them and I didn't want to put the effort into them because that's not what I was passionate about. However, now I can check off the list that I don't want to do that. And maybe because of the absolutism one, I can go back one day and do it anyways because never say never. See, all of these kind of intertwine, okay? And number 22 is is my favorite I think you can change or reinvent yourself at any moment it doesn't have to be a Sunday it doesn't have to be a Monday it doesn't have to be a New Year's it doesn't have to be next week or next month or next year it doesn't have to be any of that it can be at any moment you or heart desires it could be a Tuesday at 4 30 
p.m. when you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you know what, I kind of want to live a healthier lifestyle. Or, you know what, I kind of want out of this relationship. Or, you know what, I want to go back to school. Whatever you want to do, if you want to change or reinvent the path that you're going on, you are in control to do that. So you have to just make the decision to do it. Talk to the people you love. Like I said, don't make decisions alone. Full circle moment here. But you it's up to you what you want to do with your life and you need to make the most of it like I've honestly been um kind of thinking about this more because at night like I've been watching a lot of Netflix at night and I definitely want to read more but I feel like I want to use up more hours of my day to be social and that's like a part of me that I'm kind of reinventing right now like making plans with friends at night because I used to like I don't know I told myself this narrative that I was only a morning person and I wasn't a night person, but like, why can't I do both? So we are reinventing, we are changing, even if it's the smallest thing, and that is okay. So those are 22 things that I learned in 22 years, and I hope that you guys related to any of them or, you know, you took something from that. I know it was kind of a mouthful, but... I think those were important ones to share, and those were the ones that just came to mind. There's plenty of other things that I've learned. Oh boy, I have learned a lot, and there's a lot more to learn. I'm still very young, and I am just acting like a sponge, like learning and absorbing and squeezing out the things that I don't want in my head, but yeah, those are the 22 things that I've learned. So let's get into the question of the week now. The question of the week this week is how to be more productive in the morning. So we've had a question that was how, like, what's my morning routine? But this is how to be more productive in the morning. And I'm going to focus on one thing and one thing only because I think we all struggle with this is consumption and using technology in our phones in the morning. I think this is huge and this is going to change your life if you change this one thing. Okay, so... If you pick up your phone in the morning, like you just opened your eyes, your alarm went off, and then you click on Instagram, you click on TikTok, you click your messages, your emails, whatever you click on, and you see hundreds of messages, 50 messages, 20 messages, you are, think about each person that wrote you that message. So say you had 100 messages, okay? You're allowing 100 people as soon as you wake up into your bedroom and like to consume you and take up your time. You wouldn't really do that in physical, the physical world, would you? No. So what I do now is I only want to talk to 100 people after I've done my morning routine. I've had my breakfast. I've had my coffee. I brushed my teeth. I got ready for the day. I did my hair, a little makeup, a little face roll, made my bed, all the things. So I silence my alarm, step one, and I leave my phone on my desk. I leave it there. I leave it there for my whole entire morning routine. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I will go straight to Spotify and I'll pop on a podcast if I feel like that morning I need a little oomph and I'll, you know, listen to uh, just a motivational podcast in the morning like The Diary of a CEO or um, I think it's called Purpose Podcast um, or The Skinny Confidential. I'll just put this podcast on just so I have some background music, but I'll leave my phone there. I do not touch Instagram. I do not touch TikTok. I do not touch emails or messages, nothing like that. My morning is mine, and I will let those people into my room, you know, 
this is like fake world. I will let them into my room when I'm ready and I've already, um, you know, done my self-care and my morning routine because I know that if I serve myself first, I'll serve those people 10,000 times better. Whereas if I just wake up and I'm all groggy and I still got sleepies in my eye and I got drool going down my face, like I'm not going to serve those people well and it's just going to give me anxiety and I'm going to start my morning off on the wrong foot. So that is my number one tip to be more productive in the morning is leave your phone like just on your desk. Don't touch it. Shut your alarm off. Maybe pop a podcast on, but do not be tempted to touch all the notifications because those are for later. Your morning is for you. Get that done and then answer those people later. And then another thing is like kind of just having a flow for your morning routine. Doesn't have to be exact, but you know, my flow is I get up, I usually pee, I brush my teeth, I make my bed, I put a workout outfit on because I feel like when I change out of my pajamas, I work faster. Then I'll go downstairs, I'll make like a little cream of rice and have um, like an energy drink or coffee, something like that. Eat it, listening to a podcast, then I'll pop the podcast on and then I'll do like my hair, my face roll, and then I'll grab my phone and I'm off to the gym and usually I just check my phone when I'm like on the treadmill warming up for the gym so I didn't really touch my phone and like check notifications for that whole hour that I was getting ready and that just helps me move faster because if I'm on my phone then maybe I'll start scrolling on TikTok for 20 minutes and then I'm 20 minutes late to the gym and then I'm 20 minutes late for my meeting or I'm 20 minutes late for grocery shopping I'm 20 minutes late for this and just like scatters throughout the day so I'd rather just like not touch it and passively multitask when I just warm up on the treadmill and go through those notifications. I hope this podcast episode was helpful for you guys and you took something away from it, even if it was the smallest thing and you can share it with your friends. Make sure you follow the Strong with Julie podcast on Instagram and myself on Instagram, JulieXFit. We are starting the home workout series next Monday. So Sunday, I'll post a split for the week and then Monday we'll start the workout. So make sure if you or anyone that you love or your friends want a at-home workout free program that you guys keep up with those i'll just be posting them daily monday through friday and yeah all you need is a set of dumbbells and if you don't have dumbbells you can use water bottles or you can order them now on amazon so they'll be here for next week um but yeah i love you guys and i hope you have a lovely week and we will talk soon just don't forget if you want to dm me something about the podcast or like a specific question dm the podcast instagram because I answer there faster. My Juliax Fit Instagram DMs have been getting weird. Like, some will show up that people have sent me them like five months ago, and then they'll just show up, and I'm like, no, I don't want her to think I'm ignoring her. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just DM the podcast Instagram, and we'll be good. Okay, I love you, and bye. Hi guys, good morning, happy Tuesday, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast, long time no talk. There was no episode last week because your girl needed a little social media break, so we'll get into that, but this week's episode is going to be seven ways that you can become happier and healthier today. Okay, so these are things that you can actually start implementing today to be happier and healthier. But before we get into the episode, I do want to give you like a weekly two-week recap and like life update because I feel like a lot's going on and Instagram stories just, they disappear within 24 hours and I feel like people 
don't really know what's going on so i'm gonna fill you guys in on my life we're gonna do our favorites and then um question of the week all that good stuff so let's start with this week's weekly recap 